Hello there and welcome to season two of the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashwin Sharma. I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both final year medical students from the University of Birmingham. On our podcast, we aim to talk about our life at medical school, looking forward to our careers, and also what we get up to in and around the edges of medical school. We aim to talk about topics that are rarely spoken about, and also give you a rundown of the many things that have been happening in our lives. We hope you can join us along the way. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, please subscribe and leave us a rating. So, uh, we've been away for a while, um, doing lots of different things, so we've been away for a bit of it, on holiday, actually finally managed to get out of the country for once. Um, We've also been back on the wards, and we're back in placement now, so uh, we wanted to update you a bit on that, and we've been kind of just relaxing and enjoying our summer holidays, and this is the start of kind of second year, really, of uh, MTS, and so we thought we'd, uh, we'd give you a bit of a breakdown of where we've been over the last three months and what we're going into. So, Ashwin, go on, what do you want to start with? Yeah, so we've been away for like three months. I looked actually just before we start recording. 24th of June was the last episode. Oh, really? So it's been about three months. Yeah. So uh, like Tom said, yeah, today we're just going to talk about where we've been, why we haven't recorded, well, it's because we've been away, and uh, what our plans are really for the future of the next year, which is quite exciting. Yeah, we've, we've got a lot that we're, we're planning on doing. Um we we kind of want to get some guests on we want to talk more about kind of um non-medicine healthcare so we're planning to get kind of a dentist on at one point and talk to quite a few other medics as well um so yeah we've got big plans for the year um yeah so let's we'll go in chronological order in terms of where we've been but actually i, I actually think the best place to start is today so we'll start Why? with today. Why are we starting with today? And we'll start with today. And then we'll start with today. And then um, we'll go back into chronological order. Okay. So um, what happened today? Uh, what happened today is I gave myself a needle stick injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. How um, did that happen? Uh, so I was trying to cannulate someone and I uh, kind of, I didn't find the vein, went to pull the cannula out and ended up just kind of touching the end of my thumb, which wasn't very good. Yeah. So you didn't get the cannula in and you... No, I didn't get the cannula in. Uh, I was kind of off a high. I'd just got an ABG. Oh, really? And, yeah. Oh, so right. I was kind of like, yeah, go on. I'll, uh, people were asking me to do cannulas and I was like, yeah, go on, I'll do a cannula. And uh, I needed to do some for skills and thought it's just good practice anyway because you do so many as foundation doctors. Um, I was trying to kind of immerse myself into being kind of an F1, F2, doing the jobs, doing the scribing, that kind of thing. And so I... I went to go and put this um, this cannula in and uh, I couldn't find a vein, quite difficult veins. Uh, I then pulled it out and just nicked the end of my finger as I pulled it out. Barely bled at all. Just, I mean, not even a drop of blood came out, I think, over 15 minutes. But I could see see that it was kind of bleeding very slightly. And so I told people on the ward and went, I've got a needle stick. Went to A&E. Uh, they're really really good in A&E lovely consultant dealt with me and kind of explained that he'd had a similar situation that kind of kind of reassuring me which was which was really needed actually because having not met anyone who's been in that position you worried yeah I was worried yeah um kind of people worry about bloodborne viruses so hep b hep c hiv and also it can be it's kind of a bit of an ethical dilemma really because you you then have to test yourself or get tested by for these conditions and so you get bloods taken from you but you then also have to consent the patient to have bloods taken from them so um 
yeah uh thankfully um the consultant who was on uh in a and actually dealt with a lot of it and asked the uh junior doctor that i had been with on the ward to kind of consent the patient and take the bus from them so i'm really thankful everyone around was really really nice actually and really supportive um i wasn't kind of left out there doing it all on my own because i was kind of i, I was a bit shocked about yeah, what was yeah. going on I, d- I didn't really know how to react yeah um but yeah no it's, it's been dealt with and kind of blood's been done and so, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm still a, a little bit kind of nervous at the moment because I'm just waiting on those results. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I'm mean, sure. uh, let's, let's hope it's the end of it. But yeah, so that happened today. I mean, it's taught me lessons. So yeah. what lessons did it teach you? Um, I mean, it just it just taught me to kind of just just move more slowly when I'm kind of doing the cannula. Um, I think because like, like we said, we've we've not we're a bit out of clinical practice. I hadn't done a cannula since I've been back for the. I was I was in placement over um, over the summer as we both were, which we'll come on to. Uh, but I hadn't done a cannula since then, and so I kind of I just guess I was I, I guess I was probably a bit overconfident having just got the ABG and it taught me to just slow down and just to think about it for a moment and not move too quickly. Yeah, because you, uh, you did it for the uh, content today. You thought Pardon? we were running short on uh, ideas for the podcast. Not at you? all. No, it, it, it's made me spend the whole day in, uh, well, not the whole day, but made me spend a lot of the morning sitting in the emergency department, having bloods taken and calling occupational health. So and I've never had a needle stick before. I'm, not, I'm I'm very cautious about these things, generally wearing all the protection and stuff because it's something I worry about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's something that will happen to quite a lot of people going through either medical school or training. And so it's kind of a math. It's not really, I guess, a matter of time. But it, yeah, if there's a low chance that it will hit you, it kind of uh, it hit me. So uh, yeah, but we move and I hopefully should get results uh, tomorrow in case there, there was any positives i mean yeah well yeah. i think I, I need to be extra careful i've done a candidate since like april 2021 <laughs> oh really oh that is a long time ago yeah <laughs> because of the integration so uh and I, well, we'll come on to it but my placement i haven't done any cannulas either um so all right let's take it back to july so we were on placement but first one i'll talk about graduation so we're not really going in chronological here here order here are we mate why because morocco happened first did it yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so let's start with uh, talking about the fun stuff at least. Yeah. And we went to Morocco, didn't we? We did. We went in end of June. Yeah. Did you Did you enjoy Morocco? <laughs> Morocco was good fun. Yeah. Morocco was good fun. Yeah. It was a bit of a medical themed holiday, wasn't it? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So we went for about oh, ten days. No, a week. Ten days. Yeah. We went for. We went for. Yeah, eight days, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so I went down to yours the day before we were about to fly. Yeah. And then I got to yours and I forgot my luggage. And so, so you had to drive back and meet your dad at a service station uh, with... He dr- he drove the luggage down and you had to go meet him at Cobham Services, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between High Wycombe and Brighton. So, yeah, that was great. So there were two um, suitcases <laughs> I was meant to take with me. And uh, one was empty. One had my stuff in it. So I just took the empty uh, suitcase with me. <laughs> I kind of got to uh, got to your house in Brighton. And um, I was taking a friend with me as well. And we were like, it'd be really funny if one of us had forgotten our luggage. And we were like, yeah, haha, but like we haven't because we double checked this, like triple checked this. And we got there and I couldn't find my luggage. I was like, have I forgotten this? Like, the only thing I need, that and my passport to go on holiday. <laughs> and so I couldn't find that. Oh, dear. And then yeah. the day after, the day of the flight, I couldn't sign in to get my uh, COVID passport. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, because we, we all needed our COVID passport because uh, Morocco was a bit stricter on all of these entries and things like that. 
So we need to all get our COVID passports. And you were logging in using the wrong email, didn't we discover in the end? Yeah, so I was using you, the wrong email. You actually had full access to all of these things, but you'd just been using completely the wrong email. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got The holiday to, got off to a fly. We got start. to a great start. Mm. And then we got to, we landed in Marrakesh and then we got to accommodation quite late. Mm. And then um, we met the housekeeper who then we realised didn't speak any English. Oh, not a word of English. Not so a word was, of English. It was broken French yeah. from from me it was great french from you uh <laughs> talking to her no your, your french is really good i think you underplay the french you can actually speak i mean mine is kind of 10 15 words it's i was just remembering broken. like the gcc french the gcc french that i had <laughs> and um she spoke arabic as well so we had an arabic speaker with us but the problem was the housekeeper would switch in and out of arabic and french so, so our housemate would start speaking arabic and then he wouldn't even tell us that it transferred over to french yeah. he would just look at us really confused and expect us to just kind of carry over and, and talk in french or at least ashvin to talk in french yeah so that was quite funny and then we got taken out about two in the morning didn't we because a bloody taxi driver wanted to go for some scram and he just <laughs> took us basically where he wanted to go and then he made us pay for and his then food. made us pay for his food and his taxi it's just like Whoa. yeah we all thought it was included and then he yeah. Some money at the end, and we were like, "What?" So, Honestly, so then, I think what I realised is everyone there is like hustle, hustle, hustle. It's very dynamic, isn't it? There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And then so went to Marrakesh for a few days. Went to the markets, and in the markets, it's it's so lively at like 10 p.m. People go up to you and be like, "Ah, like where are you from? UK?" And what of like, our housemates got called Harry Potter? Yeah, well, housemates got called <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, as the price, as the price." And we're like, "What?" That was so weird. I remember a guy wanting to take a photo with us because we'd both worked in Asda. Yeah. And there's all four of us who went on the holiday in the photo, plus this guy who's like works at one of these market stalls, and you can kind of see them setting up the market during the day, and then at night time gets alive doesn't it everyone's just there kind of eating and cooking and it just smells amazing doesn't it yeah and then so i mean to be fair it worked we, we actually ate at this place and yeah we did we did to be fair and the food was decent the portions were just quite a lot smaller than i was expecting yeah, yeah. it was kind of more like just kind of more like tapas in that you'd kind of have to get quite a few and share them between you yeah 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 and so we stayed in marrakesh and then we went so we organized a three-day tour <laughs> so and it would uh, I think the second day would be our housemate's birthday. Yeah, and we, the two of us had mainly kind of planned the holiday in that we wanted the second day uh, to fall on our housemate's, uh, the kind of the second night to fall on our housemate's birthday because the second night was in the Sahara Desert and so the the tour with a guide, we kind of had a guide and all of us in a big 4 by 4 and the plan was to to go and camp in the Sahara Desert, obviously with a guide, not just on our own. We weren't just going <laughs> yeah, off. just on our own. Um, and we were going to go on camels and things like that. And so do all of that stuff. Um, and then we kind of added on that we were going to go quad biking as well for an hour or two, weren't we, in the desert? Yeah, so we were going to go quad biking. And then after that, we'd get a camel trek to the desert where we'd meet up with all the other tour groups and then in the desert, we'd camp in the desert and then they'd organise a surprise for our friend and they'd sing happy birthday in front of everyone and then yeah. give them a cake. Yeah, yeah. So we got there and we got quad biking and they were like... And as a, as, as a bit of a bit of an interim, uh, there's, there's three of us in the group who can drive, okay? Yeah. A, the same three of us can also ride a bike. Um, um, one of us can't drive or ride a bike. So have a guess who uh, who succumbed to uh, injury in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Uh, so, well, before we started, actually, do you remember he said, do you want to do one hour or do you want to do two hours? And we were like, oh, we'll do one hour. We'll do one hour. Do we go for one hour? I mean, we went for half an hour, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a lot of fun. Well, actually, no, it wasn't that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, was, it was putting my skills that I'd learned over the last exactly. five years yeah. into practice. Medicine yeah. just couldn't leave us. I know. So we got to the, the desert and it was like sand dunes. We're going up and down, up and down. As they normally do, sand dunes. <laughs> yeah. Not normally flat, mate. <laughs> dunes for a reason. Um, and so we were meant to go in a line. And so... I mean, in the first five minutes, like everyone's just overtaking so, so, each other. So this, no, so this tour guide is at the front. Yeah. And so this is not the guide who's been with us on the tour. This is like a quad biking guide who goes on the Sahara, takes groups on the Sahara. So four of us are following him. Um, I think I started off at the front and then one of our other housemates, who's quite competent, he's, he's probably the, the most dangerous out of the three of us who can drive in driving. And me and him start kind of like racing each other. No, you guys front. were at the back. No, we weren't. Yes, we were you were. No, 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 you weren't. I was second. Uh, other housemate was f- no. I was right. I was at front. I promise you. I was. I was in front of. A, I was in front. Because of, I remember you guys. I was in front of our me. housemate that crashed. You guys overtook me. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. Omar overtook you. Oh, Omar really? was right at the back. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, sorry, I'll have to bleed that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> our other housemate was uh, was right at the back. We'll make a day up. For um, him. Yeah. Uh, kind of a secret secret reveal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was right at the back, and he starts gunning it and like shooting, and the two of us are like racing each other at the yeah. front, like proper give it some. <laughs> And then uh, Ashwin's at the back with our with our other housemate because he's a he's a bit more bit more cautious, let's say. Yeah. What um, happens? Well, we had to stop once because um, one of oh, us... so this is before we'd even got on the dunes, wasn't it? We <laughs> yeah. started racing each other. Then we got on the dunes. Then we got on the dunes, <laughs> and then um, the person who couldn't drive um, got stuck like going up a dune, and so then we had to stop. Well, I mean, it's just like you know when you drive and you're going up a hill, you give it some more revs, more revs, <laughs> more <laughs> revolutions, more race, yeah, more race, <laughs> more race. race. Ashwin's dad calls the the gas or the accelerator he calls it the race the pedal. race I was saying race for the whole time so I was like what am I raising the clutch or the accelerator because I know race race <laughs> race you thought he said race I thought he said race so I raised the clutch oh, and I was like no. what's going on here so so yeah and then you, you give it more revs but he was giving it less revs and so the wheels were spinning really slowly and he was beaching it this happened a couple of times, and the three of us looked at each other and were like, oh, no. We got opportunity for photos then, didn't we? Yeah, we got opportunity. So there's like one photo of the three of us. There's another photo where he's, he's been moved into the back of a shot, like, <laughs> and it started beaching again, didn't it? Yeah, okay, so let's get to it then. So we're going along the dunes, and then... Ashwin causes an accident. Yeah, so I caused an accident, though. <laughs> so uh, what happened was, is we had to go on top of the dune, and we were going round, and then I realised I kind of messed it up. Um, so I mean, no. I think more reasonably, you made an adjustment having having driven beforehand, and you know something's not going to work out, and you know you're going to flop or something like that. So you made an adjustment so that you didn't roll over. Or yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would have fallen over. Yeah. Uh, so I went instead of going around, I went down. The at this dune. point, I'm I'm in front. Yeah, Me and our other housemate yeah, yeah, are at yeah. the front. So I go down the dune, and then I realise once I've gone down the dune. Uh, the tall guy at the front has stopped and I thought he's just going to tell me off for like going down the dune instead of and I'm like mate like I would have crashed um, and then I realised he's just stopped and I look back and our other housemate is just like on the floor and he's lying there on the floor completely motionless like straight arms by his side and we all look at each other and we're like oh no yeah. like he's broken his neck or something like that yeah so he's lying next to his quad bike his quad bike's like upright I'm like what has happened yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's lying there next to his quad and we just have no clue of kind of what's going on. Yeah. And, and so we, we all there. we all head over. Yeah. But we're we're up on the other side of the dune, we're probably seventy metres away, something like meters, that. Yeah yeah. 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 And so we kind of all we all head back over and then he's just lying there. 
And so one of our housemates conveniently decides it's a great time to take a photo of him lying there on the ground, <laughs> which still exists. So, yeah, it wasn't one of the two of us, don't worry. Um, but so that happens. And then we're trying to, oh, it's just a catalogue of errors, honestly. So I then say, right, let's get a quad bike in front of him to shield him because it's, it's like 46, 47 degrees yeah, on the Sahara. It like like, it's hot. It's the hottest thing I've ever and had. And his head is next to the tyre. Yeah. <laughs> so his head is next to the tyre. So I say, let's move a quad bike round to get it in front of him. Instead, the dude, the tour guide, drives a quad bike behind him, so his head is right next to his tire. <laughs> so he's like melting his face. And he's like, he's panicking. He's pan- the tour guide's panicking. He goes, don't worry, this is normal, this is normal. And then, like, we're both there being like, it's not normal to fall, off, not a normal to fall off a quad bike. Like, people didn't go out and go, oh yeah, I'm going to fall off a quad bike So today. I'm trying to tell this dude in French that we're medical students. I was like, nous sommes l'étudiant de médecin. <laughs> this guy's not understanding what I'm saying. And so um, he has to get another guy. So the, another quad bike comes over. And then, um, but our housemate is just like passing out. Cause our our housemate's there because he, he, it's hot and he's also really stressed because yeah. he's like, I've absolutely binned it, like my shoulder's in pain. And then at one point he asked me to look at his shoulder. I'm like, he's probably done his clavicle in, like the way he's fallen off. Um, and he asked me to look and he goes, is it open? I'm like, oh no, does he have an open fracture? Mm-hmm. And I look and actually it's completely fine and it is closed, but there's a massive lump. Like he's clearly broken. He's clearly broken his clavicle, but there's just, there's a massive lump, but it's not open. You're like, Thank God it's not open. Otherwise, like, it makes things ten times worse. I and mean, you're in the it? middle of the Sahara for a And start. you're in the middle of the Sahara. And so our housemate then, like, passed out because he's quite shocked from all the stuff that's happened. Yeah. So... We we can't he can't drive a quad bike to get off of the uh, to get <laughs> to, to get off of the dunes. So we'd we'd all about two hours before this bought Berber scarves. So yeah. we looked like so that when we went to the desert we camped in the desert. So we looked quite legit. Yeah, looked legit, and also to keep our heads out of the sun so that it kind of covered our neck as well and stopped the su- the sand from getting in our eyes. So what they had to do was using our mate's uh, scarf was tie him, <laughs> <laughs> tie him around, tie him to someone to someone else and then that person would drive him off of the sahara and then do you remember so then they left right and then the tour guy turns to us and goes do you want to continue quad biking <laughs> we were like absolutely not why do you want to continue quad biking yeah, so then we he, um, uh, to be fair, we did continue we drove back yeah we drove back and then essentially ashvin got blamed for the whole thing yeah even that wasn't his fault uh, our other housemate who spoke arabic was just just swearing yeah. <laughs> swearing at the driver because the dri- the the driver was blaming Ashvin and then I was just kind of standing there just like having not much of a clue what to do then we realized that the housemate's been taken to some like, little medical facility, local facility whereby he's been loaded up with a bunch of dextrose yeah. and we all look at each other being like <laughs> mango given sugar <laughs> like, I swear you're not ever many give dextrose but he's like having to like and he's been there for like 15 minutes and they all speak Arabic. None of them speak English or even French down here. Yeah. So we're, and he's just been there with this woman trying to talk to him in Arabic and we have no clue what's going on. So we're just sitting around and then they have to, well, then we have to take him to a hospital, which is a two hour drive away. Yeah. Which point our housemate goes, oh, I beg there's a trauma surgeon there. I need to be seen by a trauma surgeon. I'm like, bro, you're going to be lucky if there's a surgeon there. I'll like, full stop. Yeah. So we get to this, 
place like two hours away. Probably like ten, eleven. I don't know what time it was. It was late. Uh, late. Late. It was late. late. And then we, and we, we get had an to, X-ray. Well, we had to cover him up on the way there because oh. there's police checks on the way there, and our driver was like, "You just see a cannula sticking out of him." Oh yeah, and the cannula got blocked. Yeah, the cannula got blocked. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Why is the cannula blocked?" Three of us couldn't work out what was going on, so we had to take him to the to the hospital. And at the hospital, he gets a X-ray. He gets an X-ray. So the radiologist turns up. Was it a radiologist or no. radiographer? Radiographer. Was it? I yeah, don't know. That no, was a radiographer. Was it? You yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah. The guy seemed quite like he knew what he's talking about. Oh, I don't though. know. I don't speak Arabic. So, I mean, he gets an X-ray and it's clear that he's broken his clavicle. I mean, it's clear from beforehand. Um, and then we were like, "Is he safe to fly? Like, can he fly home?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he can fly home." So we're like, "Right, we'll put on the first plane in the morning." This like tiny airport is like one plane a day to Casablanca. So we're like, "We need to get him on the first flight, the only yeah. flight tomorrow morning, and then send him home." Um, and then. The surgeon rocks up in swim shorts, a Lacoste polo, and, <laughs> and flip flops. I'm like, I thought some of the doctors in the UK I were taking was, the mick at I the weekend. I thought he was a patient when he walked in. <laughs> I was like, who's this guy? He turns out he was the surgeon. And he rocks up and he basically tries to, for like 10 minutes, try and scam our friend into having an operation like then and there. Yeah, so, so we'll cut a long story short. He tried to say that you couldn't fly home, it was an emergency. And if you flew home, then you would damage like your subclavian um, like vessels. And so then we phoned like a surgeon in England and he was like, no, he just wants your money. Uh, so basically, so yeah. then um, we got to the hotel at like, I don't know, midnight, 1am. And we saw the pilot of the flight out <laughs> arriving. And we were just like to our housemate, you're like, they're, they're going to be flying you tomorrow morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just turn up and this hotel was so weird. There's like a cat. There was a cat drinking, in the corridor. <laughs> yeah, there's another I couldn't cat get to my drinking room, the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, that's, we were going to go to the swimming pool and then we saw a cat. There was, no, there was like three people in the swimming pool and there was a cat drinking the swimming pool. It was so weird. <laughs> so then, yeah, the next morning we got him on the flight at like, at like five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're all there and we, we stop off, the three of us that remain. And we just, we're trying to have a drink and we have like some dodgy coffee and we, we all feel really unwell. So we're there like popping and We're modium loaded. And like in like the high Atlas mountains. Yeah. It's proper weird. Yeah. And then more things happened, but we digress. But yeah, uh, we can never escape medicine essentially what no, we're saying no, on, no, on our no, holiday. No. Um, the rest of the trip was successful. Just um, one man down. Yeah. It, it was quite weird though. I mean, uh, someone wanted to like take our speakers in memory of yeah, the, the yeah, guy, yeah. like our portable speakers we in memory of the guy that he'd never well. met who, yeah. Um, it was strange. It was and, strange. Yeah, we ended up in Fez and then we, we came back from Fez, but it, it was quite weird, wasn't it? And yeah. we got fl- Fez back to Marrakesh and then Marrakesh, Marrakesh home. Back, yeah, yeah. It was quite weird. Yeah, good holiday. But overall, like, Morocco is a good place to go. Like, nice, yeah. nice weather. The only thing I was disappointed by was the food. I didn't like the food that much. Um, the, I, the thing was, I thought the food would be more spicy and have more flavour. It was a lot of, like, kind of vegetagines, and I thought they'd actually have more flavour than they did. I was, I guess I was kind of more used to kind of like Lebanese food, I would yeah. say. Then. Yeah, yeah, uh, Kind of, and the Moroccan, it, it, there wasn't quite so much spice as I thought there'd be. But you yeah. enjoyed a lot of the meat and stuff, I mean, which I didn't have. Yeah, it was okay. Like you said, it lacked <laughs> a bit of spice. Um, so then we got back on the fish was really good so when we were at that market actually the seafood was really yeah. nice yeah the fish, it was okay. the fish and the um, the calamari was good yeah yeah. and then we got back on Sunday morning and then Monday we had started fifth year so yeah. on Monday we started this placement three weeks called selected career experience where essentially you could pick a specialty to experience <clears throat> for three weeks so I picked forensic psychiatry I did general surgery as you can probably guess. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so this was like my first time back in like medicine after a year out. Yeah. I um, mean, I just finished fourth year. So it was kind of, I was kind of relatively used to it. Yeah. yeah. How do you find it? 
I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I spent a lot of the time kind of getting kind of getting scrubbed in and getting involved. Really, really enjoyed it. Actually, uh, was with a kind of a lovely registrar, particularly in my last week, who was more than happy to kind of help me out and kind of get me involved and kind of talk me through a lot of anatomy and things like that. And yeah, it, it was it was great to kind of kind of help assist by kind of doing retracting and things like that and just getting involved up close and having someone that kind of wants to teach you was uh, was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so mine was uh, sort of nearby as well, like 10, 15 minute drive. And so my consultant, who was sort of my, I was the only student there. So I had a sort of one-on-one time with a consultant and she was really nice. So she got me involved like every opportunity. That's quite nice, yeah. Yeah, so she she took me to like segregation, like different, the acute ward, the rehabilitation ward. And um, she invited me, so she does work at a prison once a week. So I went to the prison as well. Oh, did you? I didn't realise you went to the prison. Yeah, so it it was like the hottest day do you remember when it was like 38 degrees? It was there. So it was an hour drive oh. from Birmingham and my AC doesn't work. So I was just like, okay, there's two no, options. It's not your AC doesn't work. It's our cars don't have AC. No, my, it... my car does have AC. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> so then I had two decisions, yeah. On the motorway, do I put the windows down and have the wind just slapping my face? <laughs> or just bear or the, the windows up and like bear the heat. So I ended up doing like half-half and they were both horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had the same problem driving home and driving home with someone in my car. With my car... The highest temperature I saw it get up to was 39.5 degrees inside my car. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, and so I got to the prison and um, <laughs> the consultant was like, don't bring anything inside you. Like, it's a criminal offence to bring your phone in. Yeah. So then I go to these, like, massive double doors and then uh, he, he was like, can I have your ID, please? And, like, gave me his ID, shut the door on me, then opened the door again. And he was like, do you have anything on you? I was like, no. Then he looked at my watch and I've got a Garmin running watch on. And so he was like, is that a smart watch? And I was like, no, nah, it's a running watch. It's a GPS watch. And he was like, I'm afraid you can't take that in. And I was like, oh, fair enough. So I had to lock that away. It's really then- strict. I remember when I went to uh, a psychiatry kind of ward round in a prison. It was it was kind of similar kind of thing. It's, it's, it's quite stressful when you go through because you're like, right, well, I don't want to get in trouble for having something on me. Yeah, but yeah. The, the doctor that I went through with was kind of just standing there, just like, it's super chill. Yeah. Because he's obviously done it so many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I walked into the main grounds. And honestly, this thing was so like, you wouldn't, I don't know what, what I expected a prison to be like, but like the grounds were so well kept. They had like a vegetable garden. They had an animal sanctuary. Oh, really? Yeah. So they said that if, if prisoners are well behaved, they can get like a pet budgie or something. Aww. So get time with like um, their pet budgie. So that was quite cool. And then I uh, had a little tour of like segregation, like the different units. There's an area where if people are well behaved, they get their own space. That's quite nice. So and I then- mean, that, that's quite different. I mean, I went to a big uh, prison that's in the kind of, I mean, we saw the patients with psychiatric issues who were in prison it wasn't like a psychiatric hospital i think there's a difference we're trying to make in that mine was a big uh prison in the center of kind of uh a prison near Birmingham and so it was quite different it was there, there wasn't really this green space that you're talking about and so yeah I mean I think if anything that kind of stressed me out a bit more there wasn't the kind of the greenery the countryside around it was like big big buildings around bars everywhere like you had to scan everything to get through so yeah yeah <clears throat> no I, I learned a lot on that three weeks especially in the prison as well like the whole the politics as well between the uh sort of enforcement side and the rehabilitation side yeah definitely and yeah, um definitely. i remember like something i'd never thought about as well where my consultant said that you know these a lot of these patients they come in with self-harm mm. and why that is is because a lot of them are addicted to drugs and she said that drugs are very good because they suppress your feelings uh, but obviously they have all the negative side effects and yeah. when they come into prison they we expect them to go from such a high level of drug use to like no drug use at all 
And so their alternative coping mechanism is self-harm. Because they can't cope with those feelings and people often use drugs as a kind of a result of previous trauma, don't yeah. they? From like kind yeah, of yeah. childhood yeah. abuse or sexual abuse and a lot of these things. And that's I'm not saying that's why everyone uses drugs, but people use drugs to kind of as a as a way out almost as yep. in to escape from that kind of that, that often almost total pain that they might have and then um yeah yeah like you say it, it, it's very it's not something i considered before i remember you coming around coming coming back home after that and we kind of chatted for about for it for about half an hour or so i've really never thought about yeah, it like that before that. about people self-harming because they can't get access to the drugs i thought oh they've got mental health issues they'll just be self-harming but actually they're self-harming because it's it's another coping mechanism for that yeah yeah and so <clears throat> I, I enjoyed that little three-week block because to me as well it was nice to just have a little taster back in medicine after being out for a year yeah so you kind of got that taster back before you went all the way back to uh clinical placement didn't you yeah so in between that as well i think one of the last weeks there was the whole graduation as well yeah so, so you graduated didn't you yeah i graduated and then i mean with the medics who graduated as well so the medics graduated a, a day before me so that was nice, isn't it? We went along to see everyone yeah, graduate. It, it was really nice. It was it was kind of it was a bit of an experience uh, seeing all your mates that you kind of started university with were in lectures for kind of preclinical years and kind of even into clinical years, uh, particularly for you because you did fourth year straight after third year. Um, that kind of seeing all of them together and seeing them graduate is a strange feeling because you're just kind of you feel like you're the group left behind almost, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, like the last remainders. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, it was really nice. And we went on on a kind of a, a night out after that. So some live music, a place called uh, the Jam House in Birmingham, which was really, really nice. I thought some good indie tunes, lots of kind of sing-along classics, kind of uh, bits of the strokes. I'm trying to think who else, but yeah, there, there's quite a lot. Yeah, and then oh, I can't remember. Um, and then day after, I remember, was I did in the morning, actually, my graduation. Yeah. So that was quite nice. It's a nice occasion. Um, uh, but I don't know I couldn't help feel that because the medicine one was the day before and because that's like the, the main course you know I've done that for four years and this one I kind of feel like I've cheated because I, I joined sports science on in the last year of their course and I've just sort of got a degree from that but uh, no, overall, it was nice. It's a nice occasion. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, my, my integration was just integration. It was a separate thing. So it, yeah. was like, it was only people that had done medicine. So I guess that's why it kind of feels a bit different. But I remember you saying when you were on your integration that kind of you were there with people who had done a lot of this stuff for two years already. Yeah. And so it kind of felt a bit strange having gone in there and they're all used to kind of working in this particular style. And you don't really have exposure to that beforehand. I think we spoke about it last yeah, week, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so we had that, and then we had our kind of our, or just before that actually, wasn't it? We had our final year dinner, which was a kind of celebration of all those people that were graduating. So off in a big hotel down in, I think it was Gloucestershire for yep. a couple of nights, kind of one kind of smart casual night, and then a, a nice kind of a formal dinner. Formal dinner, everyone in their tuxes. It was really good. It was the last sort of time to get everyone together, I think. Yeah, I think it was really nice because I, I don't think there's we're ever going to get everyone together like that ever again, really. I mean, maybe a reunion. I think. See, they kind of have 20 and 30 year reunions but that's a long way down the line <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it was really nice wasn't it yeah and then we had a month off did you get up, get up to anything interesting a month off in august i don't think i really did much no, no I, I think I, I went fishing a bit so oh, yeah. kind of was back at home so went fishing with my dad and a few friends at home caught some fish went night fishing which was good fun i showed you the photo yeah, i was gonna say uh, i remember just i don't know what i was doing and i just received a photo <laughs> with you no context no message just a whole load of fish 
And I was like, I don't know what I meant to do this message. <laughs> I've been I've been down at the beach with a mate in the in the morning and caught a load of mackerel, which we all have for dinner, which is very nice. And then uh, caught a big conger eel uh, a few days later, didn't I? Do you remember the the big uh, eel? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So no, that was good, and it's nice just spending time with my dad like that because it's kind of a hobby That's we have nice. in common. So we kind of just sit and we go fishing and talk about things, which yeah. is quite nice. Yeah, um, and it's just nice to get out in the countryside, really, go out and be down by the sea, hmm. which is kind of I'm lucky that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. I remember you saying that when you you came down to Brighton, you and yeah. our other housemate, and it's kind of nice being by the sea. There's quite a lot going on in Brighton as well. But yeah. So, um, I mean. What we've been up to more recently, we've been kind of putting our applications in for um, for foundation program, and both of us have actually put in for specialised foundation program. That's something that we uh, kind of going to probably spend uh, a uh, podcast talking about in, yeah, uh, in yeah. the near future. So we we'll kind of just touch on that for now. Um, yeah. So I mean, we started early September. Yeah. So would you like to just like explain how fifth year is structured for us yeah so you have one kind of one half of years on the acutely ill patient so i mean that's what i'm on at the moment so kind of dealing with uh, acute stuff that happens so kind of trauma uh, kind of practicing being on on ward rounds bit of a and e kind of it's kind of a few bits here and there but you have to kind of know about key clinical presentations so kind of your main aims so knowing how to manage like diabetic emergencies or like uh, acute limb ischemia those kind of things like basically the kind of the core problems that could happen in a specific specialty that you have to kind of really be able to deal with as the F1. So kind of how to deal with acute coronary syndrome as the F1 and those kind of things. And we have sims as well to go along with it, which is really good. And I remember having a sim the other week on kind of uh, supraventricular tachycardias. I didn't know that's what it was, but you kind of, you go in and you kind of work out and it's quite, it's quite interesting that kind of deduction process. And it's quite satisfying when you get the diagnosis and then you're actually there and you're, you're kind of it's quite high fidelity they say so you yeah, pretend yeah, yeah, to draw yeah. up the um drugs and then just uh just give it yeah so what how long is the acute deal patient block 15 weeks 15 weeks okay, about yeah. three weeks in and three and a half weeks four yeah three and a half almost complete four and then what do you have after that so then you have pete which is what you're on at the moment yeah so how's that going pete's going well yeah so it's a five-week block so so half the year you have the acutely ill patient, and then the other half of the year you have um, three blocks split into five weeks. Yeah. So paediatrics, um, obs and gynae, and then a GP. Yeah. So I'm on the paediatrics block at the moment, and honestly, I'm, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really saying you kind of come home buzzing, kind of talking about, oh, I got to kind of got to clerk these patients here, and I got to kind of watch someone kind of manage neonatal sepsis yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah. So it, it's also good to just see and the experience and like just speaking to children and how yeah, that's yeah. different to speaking to adults so just little things are like the consultant just kneeling when they speak to the children um it's addressing, nice, addressing it? yeah. like the parents is like mom dad kind of thing how to ask the sensitive questions yeah i remember asking you a question the other day kind of if you had to spend uh, the rest of your life in one specialty yeah i mean this will probably change but i remember you said i remember saying if you had to spend your rest of your life in that specialty you were guaranteed training post and whatever and you were guaranteed to go and do that for the rest of your life what would you do and you said peds actually didn't yeah. you yeah 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 i've really enjoyed it really yeah. enjoyed it nice um so yeah coming towards the end of that which is kind of sad so next so next next week i'll start on obs and gynae yeah, so you've got a week and a half left, haven't you? Yeah. So the end of the week and a half, actually, it's a nice, it's a nice changeover, isn't it? Because it's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. So actually, actually yeah. you finish peds on the day of your birthday, don't you? Yeah, that's true. So yeah. on that Friday, so yeah. it's quite nice. Yeah. So even though it's a sad day finishing peds, you got your birthday to boost you back up, and then you're <laughs> you're into obs and gynae, aren't you? I don't know so. if it's a good thing having a birthday anymore. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get any older. 
So you're you're on a, so you're on Obzengaini, which is kind of similar in terms of it's a short block, mm. but kind of mm. helping out with kind of births yeah. in the obstetric yeah. side of things, kind of getting involved in cesareans, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then gynecologically kind of doing kind of examinations where you're allowed to kind of going to maybe cervical cancer um, uh, clinics and things like that. And there's there's quite a, there's quite a lot to do, isn't there? I think from from what I hear, it might be more difficult for. For, for us as guys to kind of get involved i, I, I have, i'm hearing that a bit from some people but um, understandably yeah no no completely understandable but um it might be a bit difficult for us to kind of get the same clinical exposure i yeah, think yeah, i mean yeah. i think it was i i noticed that a bit when i was on on sexual health and uh, that it was often a bit more difficult to me to get the same exposure as some of my uh, female colleagues mm. but um yeah i mean you just have to kind of kind of roll with it don't you really and just kind of make your own opportunities where patients are comfortable to see you and so it kind of means you've got to take a bit more of a an active approach in like kind of uh asking for those uh opportunities um but yeah no of course if patients don't want you there you just you just stand outside and then you can just you do some other stuff or you can just go and have a coffee yeah so, so it's uh, no bad thing. you know the only drawback i think of having peas in obs and guy for me is that like clinically i can't really get a as involved do you know what i mean in terms of skills i was gonna say it's not like the chronological order you'd want you'd want obzagani first and then you end up with peds so it's like you have the before and then the after (laughs) no no. Um, no, in terms of clinical skills like you can't really do much in um, peds so yeah i suppose so you you what you can't even put cannulas no no really no definitely not not on the kids no 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 not allowed so even like the gp there was a gpst too you had rotation and um, he had to put a cannula in, but then he looked at the veins and he was like, no, I'm not confident. So like the reg, he had to get the reg to, to put it in. To put cannula yeah, in? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, because they're, they're just moving the whole time, right? And like, obviously they're scared of needles, so they're just crying. Yeah. And, and you so. can't just go, stay still. Yeah, stay still. Sharp scratch. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't understand. Yeah, it's completely different. I, yeah. I suppose it's kind of the things that you think about when you're there, but when you're just thinking about it abstractly in your head, you don't really consider that kids are going to be just kind of jerking around the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but to be honest, I'm I'm not looking forward to Ops and Gaini that much. For, I think the one I'm looking forward to is CBM. Actually, I really want to do CBM. So that's community based medicine. So effectively, GP. you're working as a GP for five weeks yeah. under very close supervision from yeah. a kind of a you have one on one supervision. So you'll be working essentially as a GP, yeah, um, as if you're a foundation doctor, yeah. and you'll check all of your cases. Uh, so you'll you have your own list, your own surgery. So you'll see the patient, you'll kind of diagnose them, you'll talk about management plans, and then you'll bring in the GP at the end yeah. to just confirm the management plan yeah, really yeah, yeah. and that's, that's most of it isn't it yeah so I think that's when the, you're bringing everything together yeah it's quite nice and it kind of it really solidifies those gaps in your knowledge yeah, yeah big gaps <laughs> big gaps that I've had for a year yeah but I mean common things are common aren't they people often come in with uh, viral illnesses and kind of maybe psoriasis a lot of skin problems maybe kind of mechanical back pain it's just thinking about do we know how to kind of manage those well and do we know how to not even manage them with medicines or things but kind of reassure patients and going i think this is probably a viral illness if if you if this kind of continues come back in a bit that kind of thing yeah yeah. and uh knowing how it's not just about medical management it's about kind of the reassurance particularly if people come in with their kids don't they and go I, my kid's been unwell and parents often know best and so yeah 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 so i mean apart from passing finals and passing the oskies <laughs> we've got to deal with deaneries like we said so where we want to go next year in the country yep. we both applied for sfp and then after that we've got to prepare for the situational judgment tests mm. which will be either in december or january yeah and i then, want to get mine done before christmas yes yeah, i mean we'll, we'll come on to talking about that i think yeah yeah, yeah, episode, yeah. just we? give an overview and then yeah. in terms in february we'll have the 
prescribing skills assessment, so the PSA exam. So a lot of hoops to jump through, particularly this first term, because we've got and ethics and law. We've got an essay due, and then we've got some kind of uh, other group project to do, and then we've got yeah deaneries and particularly for SFP we've got to rank jobs by a couple of weeks time yeah. and um, yeah so there's, there's, there's lots going on so we'll be busy so uh, we'll try and keep regular with the uh, the pod and keep keep things going out um, and it's really nice actually I, I had someone come up to me on placement the other day and, and say that they really enjoyed the podcast really? which I thought was really nice they asked for yeah. a photo <laughs> they didn't ask for a photo <laughs> no but they, they said they really liked the podcast and it's it's messages like that uh, that, that are really nice to hear that uh, people are actually listening yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we like to get other people on as well. Yeah, we do. So, uh, one of your friends, particularly one of your friends from home, who's now a dentist, yeah. actually was up at Birmingham, started yeah. the same time as us. We want to want to get them on to talk a bit about dentistry and about their training, what they're up to now. Why he switched actually just about to apply to medicine and then switched right at the last minute to dentistry. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's kind of contrast that the two of you kind of growing up together and then going going to med school together. Yeah, yeah. or dental school. And yeah. Dental school, yeah. Yeah, so we want to get them on and we're going to talk through kind of our kind of applications as we as we kind of stumble across them, I think, more, not not kind of leap through the hoops. This is more going to be a stumble, I think, this year <laughs> is getting through everything because there's, there's quite a lot to do, isn't there? And it's I always feel a bit like a bit underprepared because there's things going on left, right and centre. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I normally quite the stress already. <laughs> yeah, I know. The more I think about it, the more stressed I get. But yeah, let's not because we'll have dedicated episodes on all of these where you can get my stress right through the roof. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what what more do you have on your on kind of uh, your mind to talk about? I think we've wrapped it all up. To be fair, we said yeah. where we've been, and we talked about our holiday, talked about our placement, and we talked about what we're going to do this year. Um, I think the only thing is probably to just say in terms of Instagram is we hope to be more regular yeah. on there because I think it's it's nice, isn't it, to just update everyone like what we're doing and then. It is, and yeah, and we appreciate everyone who's following us on Instagram. We do try and get things out there, and we kind of try and get more stuff that we're going on, kind of when we're on, on wards and stuff, obviously maintaining confidentiality, but kind of going out wards and kind of what we're actually getting up to, whether we're on a night out or what we're doing, kind of just a bit more of the real side of uh, of our lives and the, the real actual aspect of medicine, which is why we jumped into it. It's not, oh, this is how best to do your notes or whatever. It's kind of, we're actually talking about what we get up to in our in our, in our our time. But yeah, um, thanks very much for listening. Welcome back to uh, kind of season two, season I guess, two. of the the pod. I mean, it's uh, it's quite nice to say that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. Thanks for listening, and we'll we'll speak soon. <laughs>